I am actually baking a uh, sugar-free cheesecake as we speak. Oh, oh God. Why? What? No. So is this is this for keto purposes? Yes. How are the bowel movements? Whoa. Oh, they're, they're horrible. <laughs> they will be horrible. Because it's a lot of dairy. A lot of dairy. Are you lactose intolerant? Yes. Yes, he So is. why would you eat that much dairy? Because cheesecake is delicious. You, you see no Harlan <laughs> as equally confident about eating dairy as Todd is about stabbing monsters. Why are we asking questions like this? But uh, if you're if you're getting a sugar substitute, why don't you get a dairy substitute as well? A dairy substitute cream cheese sounds disgusting. Pretty sure dairy substitute cream cheese is hummus. Oh no! Sweet <laughs> <laughs> hummus. No. Hey everybody! Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast. The Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast that thinks this Rhyme of the Maiden cosplay has gotten completely out of hand. My name's Turner. I'll be your Dungeon Master and voice of pre-show announcements, at least until one of the cast members finally decides to slip me open and try and crawl inside me to keep warm. Episode 10 feels like a milestone, although I know technically there is another episode out there because of the special episode, and this is really maybe kind of episode 11, but hey, it's still episode 10 of the main story, so you know what it feels like? An accomplishment, so stop judging us. The party is close to finishing up their second arc, where they go out on the road to find out what exactly happened with the pentahedron. New and old listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate you making time for us and your busy podcast listening schedule. If you have another moment, head on over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment, and click subscribe. Hit a few of those stars. Leave us a review. Your praise is all it takes to keep us warm. Well, your praise and blankets and fire. Fire is always good. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us directly via email at dm for Dungeon Master at gmdlcast.com or you can always reach us on social media at gmdlcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but mostly Twitter. And speaking of social, put on a mask and from a safe social distance, tell a friend, family member, co-worker, or complete stranger about the show. Word of mouth plays an extremely important role in the growth of a new podcast. So announcements this week are pretty quick. Once again, our Patreon is live. We'll be loading in some of the world building and character backstory bonus info over the next couple of weeks for those lower tiers. We may even do a feed drop of the Hunter's Party, our Supernatural Rewatch and d and show, so you guys can get a feel for exactly what you're getting when you support our Patreon. So if you find yourself with a little bit of extra loot and want to help keep the show going and help make it better, we do appreciate your support. Stay tuned. We'll have a special DM explaining this month with Anthony and Jazz for Black History Month. And check out the show notes below for where else you can catch the guys on their other podcasts. Okay, that does it for this week. Just a quick recap before we jump into the show. The guys having escaped the Wild camp in the woods and have an encounter with their spirit guides, which leads to a broadening of their pentahedron abilities, and then head into the village where they first encountered Roger, 
to search for supplies, discovering that it is now a thriving community, which reveals that they've been gone for years in the Feywild instead of just a couple of days. Fate gets cured of his magically induced diabetes, and the group heads out back on the road to Taliesin. And that's where we pick up the story with Harland as Todd the Tiefling, Jamie as Eldrin Thaneros, Andrew as Moyle Mossberg, Jazz as Fate, and Anthony as Babatundi. As always, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. The first day of travel passes with zero incident. The second day, you guys begin to approach the waypoint. You do notice something a little bit different, uh, even as soon as it comes into your view as you travel down the road, that there isn't a palisade like the, the waypoint where you encountered the lumberjacks, which wasn't typical, as we discussed. However, it does appear that an archway has been added to the entry of the waypoint. And you can see it actually, instead of saying waypoint above it, says save point. And there appears to be a goblin standing out in front of the archway with a pile of flyers kind of staring off into space, looking rather bored. And as a traveler enters through the archway, you see him try and hand them a flyer and then go back to what he was doing, waiting for the next person to come through. I think now would be a good time for... uh, Disguises. Moyle to maybe uh, cast that disguise spell. Moyle? I'm wondering if these are wanted posters. It says disguise self. Wait, you make yourself including... What? Let Moyle read his own oh. spells, Todd. God damn it, man. Oh, I was reading it myself. I, I'm sorry. Sh- showboating. <laughs> I'm assuming Moyle still has a mic. No. <laughs> you make yourself including your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person look different until the spell ends or until you use your action to dismiss it. You can seem one foot shorter or taller and can appear thin, fat, or in between. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. Otherwise, the extent of the illusion is up to you. The changes wrought by this spell fail to hold up to physical inspection. For example, if you use a spell to add a hat to your outfit, objects pass through the hat, and anyone who touches it would feel nothing or would feel your head and hair. If you use a spell to appear thinner than you are, the hand of someone who reaches out to touch <laughs> to touch you would bump into you while it was seemingly still in midair. To discern that you are disguised, a creature can use its action to inspect your appearance and must succeed on an intelligence. All right, so what are you going to make yourself look like? So I can't actually be invisible. No, that's, that's the invisibility spell. I don't have that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with a foot shorter and fatter, about 60 pounds fatter. But still a brass dragonborn? <laughs> well, it says I have to still be a dragonborn, don't I? It says you have to the same basic arrangement of lips. Yeah, so you, can, yeah, you can't turn yourself like into a, into spider, a to look yeah. like a, a horse or something. You, you just have to be a humanoid. Basically, oh, you could look okay. like any alien off Star mm. Trek. Can I be a dwarf? Yes. I would like to be a really fat dwarf. Like a wa- uh, so fat that I have to waddle. Don't you think it would be a little bit better to not go to the extreme so that someone's not going to accidentally walk through your fat? Like, <laughs> just, just saying. I'm just Oh, I also want really bad acne <laughs> and bad breath. Well, I, can't, I guess you can't do that. 
It doesn't do smells. We'll just stick with that. And the reason being is that I will be so fugly that people will want to avoid me. They'll look at the people, my clan around me, of Todd and Fate and Baba and such, and they'll say, oh, that guy, what good people he's surrounded by that will put up with his horrid appearance. I mean, they say that anyways. Yeah, that's usually what they say when they see us. <laughs> what is but, they're, but they're talking about Todd and everyone else is good looking. <laughs> Todd, Todd uh, is, is the man. Everyone knows that. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that all the prep you guys are doing? You're heading into the, the waypoint? Yeah. Do we not want to take the flyer from the goblin? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. definitely. Hey, welcome, welcome to... Save point 2389. That's right. Save point. We used to call them waypoints, but they are your place to save. Enjoy this coupon for 10% off any item at the Duckies Provisioners. Ooh, 10%. That's it, 10%. That's why you changed your name to save. Do we all get 10% or is it just like one coupon per group? Thank you. Have a nice day. Is that cumulative or per item? Hold on, sir. Let me pat you on the head for asking <laughs> such a part. Oh, wait, no, that would be probably a bad idea. <laughs> when you ask the question, he just looks at you and goes, oh, my God, you're hideous. Uh, just here, go. Please go here. Take another coupon and go. Yes. <laughs> Two coupons, guys. <laughs> There we go. And he and he goes to hand you the coupon, Moyle. And I snatch it before he can get it to him. And he looks at you and he goes, ah, tieflings, what a surprise. You mother. Oh. Would you please move through? Let's keep the area clear. You guys know the law. No, no blocking up a safe point. All right. All right. So you guys enter in and it is very, very familiar to you as it is a very standard save point layout. You have your duckies motor lodge, your duckies bar and grill, your Durger King. You do notice that the McCobolds has been shuttered up and boarded uh, and there is an old going out of business sign hanging up outside of it. And then there is the duckies bar and grill. This is uh, there. the biggest difference between the last save point you were in is there's no shrine and there's no logging company. There's no third party licensees or historical monuments here no sauce or fate go into the duckies gonna try to get some potions might not use the same method i used nope, last nope, nope, time nope. Got, got a little cash got a little cash this time may actually pay guys if i might suggest i think we should try and reopen that mccobalt we do have the secret recipe uh, I'm going to say no. Um, how about we go? <laughs> we try. I would like to get some potions or something. Can I get the coupon? Does anyone else need anything? I mean, I, I'm, I'll go in with you. I don't think you know. We we can figure out what we need to use this coupon on. It just I can't you know. carry anything because it would look suspicious. Well, that's on you. You shouldn't have tried to. The last time we went, you, in fact, you may not even need to. Well, you wait outside, Moyle. You you don't need to be coming in the store. <laughs> yeah, if Moyle tried to pick anything up, it'd be like a video game with bad collision detection. Like the potion would be floating <laughs> yeah, above exactly. its head. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sit out here and let the grown folks go in there and, and handle some business. Fate's going to stay outside and keep Moyle company. But uh, if somebody, if y'all could just ask around, let me know if you uh, see any uh, pearls in there. Yeah, get some potions for, uh, for me. I am a cleric, so... Uh... You know, some healing spells, uh, healing potions or such. 
and uh, a breakfast burrito, maybe. <laughs> have you guys been keeping track of how many healing potions you have? Uh, I, do, I thought I, did. I personally have zero. I, so. I, I don't know. It's I still have one. I think everyone should have at least one healing potion. I do not. Yeah, I never picked any up. Not all of us bought some. I had two, and I gave I gave one to to. Uh, okay, so you've got yes, you've got the ten patons. Damn it! The uh, so you guys have got the one healing potion. Then do you know how much gold you have? I have. It says I have two hundred and ten. Sounds good. Yeah, I have two hundred. How do you have more gold than me? We established that you'd blown all your money on hash and hookers <laughs> at the start of the start of the podcast. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So Todd, can you? I swear I'll reimburse you. Wink, wink. No, 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 no. He did. He did wink. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't seem suspicious at all. <laughs> yeah, I definitely saw that wink. It wasn't like a hidden wink. <laughs> you can roll You can roll an insight check if you'd like, Todd. Can I roll a stealth check? Deception. I roll a nine. Eighteen. Are you, are you being honest, Moyle? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and Todd knows you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 Moyle. I can clearly see that you're not going to give me my money if I bought these potions for you. Money up front. We don't even know how much it is. I don't want to give you more. Just let us hold on to 100 gold and we'll figure it out. What? Exactly. There's no way there's going to be. Yeah. Those potions were 50 last time. Wait, wait. You a second ago wanted us to trust you. Do you don't trust us? Touche. Todd, why would I trust you? What? What? Then why are you asking me to buy you something? Perception check on Todd. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why are, you- are we are we wep- are we weaponizing perception? Seventeen on Todd. <laughs> it's in it's insight first of all, and exactly. insight. Fine, an insight check. Another nine. Deception checked in <laughs> at fourteen. <laughs> you believe what Todd is saying? Well, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of this PvP insight fucking deception. <laughs> all right, so. Y'all just get over your goddamn self so we can get to the actual session. This is meant to be a fucking pit stop, literally. (laughs) I just want to go in there and get some potions. That's all I want to do. I'm just saying the the filler is the best part of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, the train, the training montages. Yeah, learning, uh, learning how to drive a car, Piccolo and Goku learning how to drive a car. So Eldrin and Todd are going in. Is anybody else going into the duckies? No. Okay. Can I go into the Mc, McDougals? McDougals, the Durger King, or the closed down McCobalt? The, the closed down McCobalt. You just can't, okay. just can't sit out there. You you're going to break into the damn. You are the wanted person. Mm-hmm. You just can't sit around and just we'll be in and out. That's how I became home. a wanted person. We're not gonna. We're not going to be that long. Someone babysit Moyle because he can't be trusted. <laughs> we're clearly we're going in there. We're going to check for this. See if they have a pearl and get some potions. Just let him do what he wants to do. Y'all go. All right. <sighs> uh, you guys go in. There is a young man behind the counter who goes, "Hey, welcome to Duckies. It's a duckerific day. Can I help you find anything in particular?" Uh, yeah. Can you? Do- I was sent in here for so. Do you have a pearl and potions? Uh, no, I'm sorry, sir. We don't carry jewelry. I think there are some nice dream catchers back on the back aisle over there. Uh, and there might be a uh, save point 2386 uh, license plate or, uh, you know, some duckies swag. Um, but I don't I don't think we have any pearls. Um, sorry. How much? Are, how much are your potions? Uh, that's uh, what. What kind do you want? Uh, what variety do you have? Uh, well, we have uh, we have healing potions. Uh, we have energy potions. Uh, we have potions that uh, you know 
are more recreational. Uh, I'll take the I'll take a healing potion. Do they come in different sizes and uh, effects or? Uh, yeah, a basic healing potion will cost you uh, 45 gold. A potion of extra healing will cost you 65. Uh, I'll take two extra healings. Okay, that'll be 130 gold. All right, it brings me down to 80. And I have two extra healing potions. You're not going to use the coupons? You're not going to... Oh. I'm sorry, sir. All sales of potions are final. <laughs> Do the coupon, Todd. I guess I, guess I messed that one up. <laughs> I, I would also like to buy two of the uh, extra healing potions, but I have this coupon here. Actually, I have two of them. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. It's one, one coupon per party, per transaction. Fucking Todd. Okay, uh, I'll just use one of them. That's fine. Todd doesn't know how to use goddamn coupon. Uh, okay, cool. So then uh, it's whatever 130 minus 10% is, and I'm not doing that math, so you want to figure that out for me real quick? 117. Okay, so that'll be 117 gold, sir? Sure, here you go. And I take my potions. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to do while you're here? Moyle, do you really want to go check out the... McCobolds? Uh, yeah. Okay. Did anyone give me the breakfast burrito? They didn't have- Is there a breakfast burrito in the store? Uh, yeah, it'd be three copper. Yeah, sure, I'll get one of those. Okay, yes. Wish, uh, maybe a sleight of hand? No, it, I mean, you can go over. You can just, I mean, it's not like super nailed shut or locked up or anything. I mean, it's a, it's a vacant fast food store. So you can, I mean, you can just kind of walk right in if you really want to. Perception check? What are you trying to perceive? <laughs> the secret recipe. So you want to go into the McCobles and search around in the kitchen? Uh, oh, or the uh, the piggy bank or the cash register, as they call it in the adult world. So you want to go in and see if there's any. All right. So then you're going to you're going to go in through the, the front door. It is dark on the inside. Not so dark that you need a torch. But I mean, it's it's you're in a, a McDonald's with all the windows boarded up effectively. There is some light that seeps in through the cracks of the windows. You're immediately assaulted by just a terrible kind of peppery, sour stink as you walk in. And now give me a perception check. All right. I rolled a 24. No, no. Now (laughs) you can't pre-roll your perception checks. All right. I roll a 21. Okay. You hear somebody kind of scuttle around in the back and some pots and pans clink and a middle-aged man in a tattered McCobold's manager's uniform pops up from behind and goes, Hey, what, what, are you, what are you doing here? I'm squatting here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Man, you don't intimidate me. I have no perception that I'm a dwarf. I still think I'm a, a dragonborn and a giant. I, uh, he brandishes a cast iron frying pan at you and I'll throw this incredibly stale hot apple pie at you. It will do damage like a dagger. Get out of here. Uh, I <laughs> I don't know if I didn't mess with this guy. I feel so bad. <laughs> so pathetic. Is there any anything worthwhile in here? Does, oh, let me ask. What can I ask him? How did how did you end up like this? Somebody got the recipe for the sauce, and then they left a bunch of sauce laying around in the damn dirter. They reverse engineered it, and they got our secret sauce, man. And they put the whole McCobolds out of business. And I, I had no place else to go. This was an accomplishment for me. I had managed to work my way up into mid-level management and I was doing okay. And now my wife left me and she took the kids. And this is this is where I live now. This is my life. 
Uh, all right. Okay. Um, I'll just leave, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry the way your life turned out, man. I uh, hope you can pick things back up, you know. Maybe maybe you could make a, another secret sauce and act like that's this sauce is better. Roll a persuasion check for me, Moyle. This isn't going to go well. That's seven. As you talk to him, you can see like he starts to buy into what you're saying for a second that maybe there is it. Maybe he could pull himself up by his bootstraps, but then he realizes he doesn't have any cooking talent. He doesn't have any talents, really. All he was able to do was show up to work every day and put up with managing a, a group of eight kobolds that drove most other people crazy. This this is it. He peaked. And he goes, man, I just, you know what? You know what I am going to do? I'm going to find out who did this. You're right. I do need a purpose. And I tell you now, it is my quest to find out who caused the downfall of McCobolds, and I will wreck upon them a fierce and definite vengeance. And you see him kind of straighten himself up and pick himself up and smooth off his shirt and storm out the front. Guys, as you're standing around in the plaza, you see this crazy middle-aged looking human, disheveled and rather smelly, burst out of the front of the McCobolds that Moyle went into and storm out of the waypoint headed south. Well, that was... What the hell just happened there? Yeah. Um, which one of y'all still has the recipe? Who sold the recipe? No one sold it. All right, guys. It looks like we can finally fulfill our dreams of opening a McCobalt's. We have the recipe. That was definitely not our dreams. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Didn't Fate find the recipe? Like, isn't... Fate found a tub of it. He made a sandwich with it. And then... You're not still carrying that sauce around with you, right, Fate? I've been fighting the urge of whether not to try and go in and find some more, but I will abstain. <laughs> Eating things has uh, caused me a little bit of trouble. My tummy is still a little, still a little rumbly. We're gonna, we're gonna hold off. You do think back to the fact that you had that tub of sauce and you left it on the counter at the other Duckies Bar and Grill after making your your sandwich with it before the big big battle the last right, time. Right. So it's pretty easy for you to draw a straight line between that and the downfall of this fast food chain and the crumbling of this guy's life. Oh, it has been two years. <laughs> Man. I'm not going to say a thing. Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> that guy seemed pretty weak. I, I think we got bigger fish to fry anyways. Yeah, we're just going to let that go. Are you guys going to stay at the end of the night or are you guys going to uh, camp out? Uh, how far away are we from camping free? It's you, you, you guys will get to Taliesin around midday tomorrow. Hmm. Camping's free. Yeah, we might as well camp here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. By the way, are you staying at the inn or are you going outside of the way, safe point and camping in the forest is the question. I don't know. The forest is free. Forest is free and less people to recognize Moyle. We'll camp outside. Yes. Cool. All right, you guys go out, set up another uneventful night, except Baba, you notice this is the first time you've really had to sit down and really tend to your Yikola since the return from the Feywild. And the stain from the blood of the old woman doesn't appear to be cleaning out. You've, you've tried washing it, you've tried sanding it a little bit now, but there is definitely something more going on that your blade is now marked. You guys head out the next day. Um, as you 
uh, head out to Taliesin, you can, more and more traffic starts to pop up on the road. Um, Clearly, you guys are heading towards one of the, if not the major urban center on this side of the continent. Give me some history checks. Moyo rolls a four. 18. Um, I definitely need to. Fate should already have a good idea. Oh, fate rolled a 14. Oh, I got a 12. Anthony doesn't have a clue. I'm I'm not from here, so that's appropriate. Yeah, that probably (laughs) could not be a more accurate representation of what the (laughs) realistic in lore. So with an 18, since you're from the area adjacent to it, Eldrin, you would know the most about Taliesin. Uh, fate uh, as an academic and because of Taliesin's role on the continent, you would be familiar with it. Harland, you, with the number of contracts that work through there, Taliesin's kind of the big time. It's someplace you've always wanted to get to. Uh, Baba, you're definitely not from around here. You've maybe heard the name whispered about before. And Moyle, you may have been there once, but you drank so much you blacked out and don't remember. That sounds well, right? Taliesin, to, to kind of set the stage as you guys approach, and more and more traffic starts to appear on the waypoint. And it appears that several waypoints have begun to trail together and merge into a main thoroughfare. The sides of the road go from being thick forest to more groomed and maintained countryside. And you start to see actually billboards pop up over time advertising various mercantile guild services. Uh, you see a, you know, a billboard for duckies and you see a billboard for, for the duckies. And then, I mean, they're, they're all duckies. But the other thing that you do notice is some billboards for the Church of Tritherion and legal services. And first of all, you've never seen the church advertise before, and you've certainly never seen advertisements like this. You know, they, uh, one has a picture of a paladin standing in front of a overturned long-haul caravan with the words in common that say, injured by a long-haul caravaner, seek help from the Church of Tritherion. We can get you justice. And then uh, another one, a few billboards down, will say, were you sent into a dungeon with unclean air? Have you developed mausoleum othelia? Contact the law offices of Tritherion. We can get you justice and various dimensions of litigious actions that these paladins and clerics could take on your behalf against a perceived or real slight. Did, did a bard write a song about you that doesn't accurately reflect your abilities? That's called libel. Let the Church of Tritherion help. Or slander if it's written down. So that's one thing that is absolutely new. As you approach the city, the Roads starts to go up to a rise and you crest a hill. And as you crest the hill, the vista in front of you opens up to the plain of Taliesin, which is a huge open plain that has been cleared by man-made purposes to be a vast open field for a good 25 miles in each direction around the city. You are immediately struck in wonder by the, by the, the city as, it, uh, as you crest the hill and, it, and see it on the horizon. It's massive stone and steel walls, 50 foot high, glowing runes etched across them in swirling diagonal patterns stand out immediately. Taliesin has a long and storied history, even before the, 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 uh, the signing of the, the Treaty of Nations. You know, one of the things, and Fate, you definitely can speak to this, that is a little bit unique about this particular fantasy world is that, you know, typically in a lot of fantasy worlds, there's this concept of ancient civilizations that came before, 
or, you know, the elves were around for thousands of years and then the dwarves and then humans showed up in the most recent years. But that's not the case with Arnosia. Everybody developed at the same time. So there are no ancient civilizations. The civilizations that exist currently are evolutions of all that ever were. Um, again, the elves have done a better job keeping the histories written because of their lifespan, but everybody rel relatively developed along the same lines. Regionally, things are different depending upon the resources that were available or uh, the military conquests or different governments that were set up. So there are definitely historical dimensions to it, but there's never been an instance of ancient ruins, really except on the plains of Taliesin, where a huge, massive underground complex was discovered. Calling it a dungeon would be strange because that implies that prisoners were kept there, but it is a vast, sprawling, interconnected network of different tunnels and hallways and uh, not like the Underdark from the Forgotten Realms, but imagine a massive underground dungeon complex from different types of architecture and different, all pieced together and glued in one place, filled with hordes of creatures and piles of treasure. So, of course, as soon as it was discovered, adventurers started flocking to it and began to delve its depths. And over time, a settlement grew up around the entrance to this, to this vast underground complex to service the needs of the adventurers. And over time, that, that camp of blacksmiths and cooks, and yes, occasionally horrors moil, would grow into be a small town, which then eventually grew into a larger city, which eventually grew into a massive, sprawling metropolitan complex. Because what happened after the signing of the Treaty of Nations is, you know, prior to the, the, the settling of major military conflict, a lot of times adventurers or heroes would be more regional. They would stick kind of to their home country because they were a hero of that particular realm. But as that's no longer been an issue, since the treaty solved military conflict and established an era of, quote unquote, peace, um, because again, there's no war between nations, but there's still definitely a lot, definitely a lot of violence out there. The, the people that used to be the kind of the heroes in those conflicts now had time, more time to go adventure, had more time to go out and poke around in dragon's lairs or piss off liches. And look, guys, while it's great to have an adventurer in your city, because if, you know, a monster comes a calling, they can they can take care of it. It's not necessarily great to have a hero live in your city because sometimes shit comes looking for them. And so over time, there got to be pressure on adventurers as they got more accomplished, as they got more famous or infamous, as the case may be, to migrate to this area where they could kind of operate in their own natural habitat. And uh, so that they, because they tend to be a magnet for trouble. So this is literally the big time for adventurers. This is where after you've become an, a famous sorcerer or fighter or bounty hunter or, or high priest, this is where you come and hang out your shingle or, you know, take your career to the next level and set up your thieves guild or start doing your major arcane research that's outside of the arcane colleges. Anybody who is somebody has a place here. And it is unique in the respect that once the walls went up, the outer burrows kind of disappeared. Um, because look, occasionally some giant monstrous evil comes barreling out of the woods and has to be dealt with. So 
With larger walled cities, you would typically see kind of a shantytown or even a smaller village outside of the walls. There's none of that here. It's the empty plain until you get to the city. And then these giant 85 foot high walls with four, there are gates at each of the cardinal compass points, north, south, east, and west, with a waypoint running right to those gates. Those gates are shut. You see a lot of the traffic will come in and mill in front of the gates for a couple of moments and then go in. And um, give me some perception checks. Ugh, eight. Eleven. And I rolled a twelve. Ten. Twenty-four. Yeah, Moyle, you guys all kind of get a feel for, hey, these aren't the normal type of travelers that you would see. Um, almost everybody that is walking by you is armed or armored. Some of them clearly carry magical items or, you know, somebody comes zooming by on a flying carpet. Uh, it, that guy is teleporting all over the place. I mean, this is uh, very much like you're walking into Astro City a little bit. Moyle, you can tell right away, like, oh my God, we're surrounded by adventurers. Like these are, you know, the, the kind of people that are uh, spoken about in story and legend. And you can see that kind of spilling out into the plane in front of you. It's not a huge group of people. I mean, we're just, again, it's still foot traffic. But you do notice off to the southwest of the city, a stage has been set up. And there appears to be a woman in full plate armor regaling a crowd. And you, you can't make out what she's saying yet, but you can hear her speak for a little bit. And then you'll hear, Rawr! and then you hear her speak for a little bit. And another, Rawr! Okay. okay. I'll, I'll bite. Yeah. Let's check it out. I mean, don't, don't, don't you all believe we should probably uh, be more headed towards the finding some answers on our conditions? Well, I mean, uh, there's time yeah, for that. Isn't, that. isn't that on the way? Isn't <laughs> it's a large crowd over there. I'm just curious, you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, I, now let's go check out what this uh, chick's talking about. Everyone seems to be uh, crowded around her. You guys don't have to get all the way up to the stage. She's using magic to amplify her voice. But as you get close enough to see a little bit more detail, you can see she is decked out in just this heavy plate mail armor, giant glowing two-handed sword on her back, cape, helm tucked under her arm. She introduces herself as, once again, I, Galatea, shall be passing through the barrier, going to the God's Mount. To challenge Nerul, the god of death, so that we may find a more peaceful and just afterlife. And the crowd cheers, and you see her pull the sword from her back and slice through the air, and it literally tears a hole into reality. She raises the two-handed sword up in one hand to take one more crowd cheer from the crowd, and then jumps through and the portal seals behind her. And then there's about a 30-second pause, and then you guys hear what almost would sound like if you did an air horn in reverse, and there is a slight pop, like a vacuum is closed in, and this wave of energy pulses out, rushes through, passes through the crowd, comes rushing towards you guys, parts around the five of you and resumes behind you and then ripples out down the road behind you off into the horizon. The crowd kind of stands around for a couple of seconds and then disperses and heads back to town. Did she say she was going to go kill death? Did she just rip a hole in the universe? 
so many questions. <laughs> yes. Where does she get such wonderful toys? <laughs> Where does she get such wonderful toys? Oh. All right, Jack. I feel like the reason it went around us was because of the prison. But other than that, I don't know what's going on. It's not much we could do. I'm digging her weapons, and I'd, I'd like to get, know more about that. But uh, let's first let's just go come here. We'll, come do what we came here for, and let's get some answers about this stupid stone. You guys are getting on my nerves. Okay. Wow. Todd. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry if I could say it like it is. Rude. <laughs> Listen, you're no picnic to be around either, buddy. I am very much a picnic. <laughs> you're what I would call. A piece of shit. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I second that. <laughs> you, you, you can't <laughs> one and then second it. You I think that's perfectly warranted. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. We should probably, you know, check out Figure going out how to get this, this prism yeah, out yeah. of us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. By the time you guys get to the gates, the crowd has filtered through and the gates are shut. I mean, these again are these giant towering 50-foot-high tall gates set in the 85-foot-high wall. But there is a smaller sally port that the people appear to have been going through set off to the left-hand side. Is there a noticeable, like, guard at the gate? Not outside the gate, no. Okay. Well, I guess we should go through. Uh, Is Moyle still disguised? Is he... See? No, it's been hours. It lasts an hour, but he we can say he cast it again if you if you want. I don't know. Do you think we're okay for him? There's a lot of people here. I mean, I don't know. The odds of someone recognizing are probably pretty low. I feel as though he's probably safe given the number of people within this town. Yeah, he doesn't really stand out. Is all right. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. As you guys approach the gate, a slot in the Sally Port slides open and goes. Hey, fellas. Well, where do you uh, where do you think you're going now? Um, we don't think we're going anywhere. However, we would like to try and get to uh, one of the uh, the mages' colleges. Uh, well, then I'd suggest you go back to Newark, where the mages' colleges are, sir. Uh, we have a bunch of sages and wizards in their towers here, but no colleges. Ah, well, then um, we would like entry to speak with one of the. Uh, Sages available here in town. Uh, yeah, that's adorable, buddy. Come, come, come back when you guys are a little bit more accomplished. And he slides the thing shut. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean? <laughs> Can I attempt to kick the door down? <laughs> but let me clarify: you're attempting to kick in the fifty-foot-tall siege gate. Uh, Has he successfully kicked down one door? I want to say yes. <laughs> I want to say yes. I don't. I, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna kick this door down. How want you run up at that with your super speed? I am. Fa- no, let's give me an athletics check. There, Todd. <laughs> We're committed to this course of action. Listen, athletics check. Bam, fourteen. You guys see Todd walk up, rear his leg back in, thunk, kick the door kind of okay, solidly. And you see the guy slide the port open again and he goes, uh, what you doing there, fella? Uh, I was, I was trying to kick your door in. I think he was trying to knock, but, uh. <laughs> hold, on, hold on a second. Hold on. Stanley! And he, he slides the thing and he's like, Stanley, you're never going to believe it. Yeah, no, yeah, the noobs are still out there. Yeah, they're still trying to get in. Yeah, no, it's cute. It's really cute when they come up and they do this. He just tried to kick, yeah, the door. He just tried to kick the door. Holy shit, hold on. 
Uh, <laughs> fellas, come on. No, let's not, let's not hurt yourselves. You just, you go on. Excuse you, me. Yeah. Yeah. Can I help you? Uh, yeah. So what are the requirements to enter? Like, what could we do to prove ourselves uh, more worthy for entry? Like, how, you got any jobs? So, uh, so who are you? Uh, Eldrin Thaneros, man. Yeah, but see how I had to ask yeah. that question because I didn't know who you were. That's <laughs> when, when I when I don't when I don't when I don't have to do that anymore. That's how you get in. This is this is the big show, kiddo. He basically just said, if you have to ask, you can't you afford it. You, you can't got a job board or anything that we could uh, we could uh, do some work around here, like. No, no jobs. No. Look, I, you guys are clearly new. I appreciate that. And I know, like, I'm not, I know I'm giving you, I'm busting your balls here. But, and, and, you know, it, we give, we like to give the, 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 the new adventurers a hard time. But look, there's a lot of stuff that goes on here. There's a lot of people that work very, very hard over the last decade or so to really bring themselves up to a level that, uh, in, in their lives, level in their lives that, uh, you know, it gets them a lot of fame. And, you know, they don't, they don't like to be swarmed by groupies or people who, you know, oh, make me your apprentice. Oh, teach me where you got that giant magical sword that rips through reality. Like, you know, they, they, they got stuff they want to, this is where they come to relax and live and do their business. And so we like to keep them, you know, we like to, we like to keep them a little bit of privacy. So, uh, plus you never know, one of you could be a doppelganger or something. Who knows what you guys are? So, you know, I tell you what, you just go, uh, go do your thing, go get, go get, uh, you know, go, go, go save some you know, save some princes, save some princesses. Uh, and I would say slay a dragon, but that's kind of rude. I mean, I know some pretty nice dragons. Uh, we got a couple living here, the great people. Uh, you know, do go, go do the, you know, go adventure. And then once you're, once you're adventurers, instead of new kids, you come back, you talk to us. Um, so can I tell what race or what's, uh, yeah, what, what, what race this person is at, uh, behind the door? He's a half elf. The half elf, okay, of indeterminate regional accent. Because I was going originally for like the Midwest, but I forgot, and it went a little Jersey towards the end. So, can Moyle go up and just grab him by the neck and uh, through the door? That seems like a bad idea. Through the door. Well, yeah, but he has a slot open. They keys looking at us. You're gonna lose that hand, man. So fast. I'd like to intimidate this man into into some more information on how we can become more worldly adventurers. Oh, okay. I just, I just, I just want more information. Listen here, buddy. We asked the, my guy asked you a question, oh and you gave him a roundabout answer and disrespected him, talking about how if if we got to ask, we don't need to know. How about we just get a straightforward answer? Uh, don't don't that that is a that is a pretty straightforward answer there, uh, guy. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's uh, what you we, what you got to do. You gotta you gotta gotta get established. I mean, I'm not saying. <clears throat> Hey, Stanley, go take a coffee break for a second. All right, cool. I'm not saying getting into the city on your own volition is a rite of passage for people. But, you know, maybe if you were an established adventurer, you could figure out a way to get past the gate or me or the situation or the walls. He's saying there's a passage. And not be kept, not be kept out. But since you clearly... Just going to keep asking the same question again and again. Well, this one I, I ask with my fist, though. I, I, what the what, Moyle, Just perception is not the thing you always roll. <laughs> looking for. I just want to look for a better place to get in. I just want to look. Maybe there's a place around the walls. I'm I, I'm shaking my fist at this guy. I want the answer. I'm in trying to intimidate for the answer. <laughs> 
<laughs> Roll intimidation then. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 I, I, a crit one, uh, but so, uh, so yeah, I don't think I, uh, I don't think couldn't possibly have gotten any worse. He's like, oh, this guy. Whew. Yeah, you're gonna need some help, kid. Uh, that's in fact, you think that's pretty much why he told you that he felt sorry for you, and, and that's why he gave you the clue that you got to prove your worth to live in the city by getting into the city. Mm. <sighs> right. He said there was a passage that we could find to get through the walls, right? Like, so I bid the man farewell and kind of back far away from the wall to where he can't hear us converse anymore and kind of try and call the rest of the people, the rest of the crew over. Yeah. So if you guys would base you guys, so it's a big circular city wall. I mean, where this, right. the city is, is huge. huge. Think if, the city of Austin had the wall at Round Rock, basically the Round Rock city had an 85 foot wall. That'll give you guys the scope and size of the city. That's in, and you can see like towers. In fact, you're pretty sure if you look at some point, there's a giant floating island over one section of the city. I mean, this is this place is pretty awesome, but you've you've got to get in first oh, to I got an idea. be allowed in. I've got paths without trace, and so maybe we could pass through using that. Just going to, what does that do? Does he just walk through walls? Well, it masks us from detection, so maybe we can wait till the doors open and then slide in without being seen. It's not a, it's not a bad plan. I mean, it could work. I think that this place looks like it kind of might have some more magical defenses than... Uh, you know, some crappy rinky-dink city. Like, this is pretty, pretty legit fort. <laughs> all right, all right. Idea number two, I charm him. Thermometer. Uh, I can never say that word. If the door is open, we can open it, or window. Is a gate open? Uh, the, the window was open. Can we... <laughs> You're going to crawl through the slot in the door. Listen, I, I'm sorry. I don't see any here. Your ideas. Moyle has put a viable plan out. There's there's Todd's plan of casting thaumaturgy, which is slightly better than him trying to kick the door in. I don't know. <laughs> is there anyone else outside the gate we can talk to that, you, that we could see nearby? There is one or two stragglers kind of over by the where the stage had been set up that appear to be picking up and cleaning up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna, uh, well, let's go talk to these guys. Uh, I just want to ask a couple questions. See if maybe they know how to get in here. Okay. You guys, they, they clearly look like they are affiliated with a company that would have set this stage up. They seem to be wearing kind of a red and black uh, uniform, and they have a, a badge with a, uh, like a, with a kind of filigreed T set on top of a pentagram. Mm. So... Uh, huh. And one of them is a, one of them is an elf and one of them is a halfling. Do we recognize the symbol at all? Like, is it? I tell you, give me a perception check. 11. <sighs> yeah, it matches the, uh, it's a different variation of the symbol of what was on the guard's uniform. Okay. So this guy is you know, some kind of city worker or affiliated with a company that handles kind of events set up for the city. He's not going to be any fucking more useful than the gate guy. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could try Moyle's plan. Is this, okay. Is this a gate that everyone's walking through besides us? Like how? There's, there's not a ton of foot traffic now that the event has closed down that has dried up a little bit. Every once in a while, like you guys can see like an adventuring party, kind of similar to y'all, except, you know, actually own horses 
or a cart or a carriage, like somebody who is you know, comes flying in on the back of a griffin, that kind of traffic. Yeah, we seem so lame when they've got yeah. griffins yeah. and words that can pass through dimensions. Now having dreams about tentacles, like, like I'm a fucking Japanese animator. They've leveled up. They've got mounts. <laughs> you don't even have horses. You don't even have a donkey. Uh, let's go with, uh, what if we charmed someone? I got charmed. Are you guys going to talk to the the service crew or what are you going to (laughs) do? I would like to talk to the service crew. Fate, fate would like to talk to the service crew. You talking to the elf or the halfling? Elf, man, halfling, woman. Go with the elf. Let's go with the halfling woman. Oh man. She looks up at you. I mean, clearly she's, she's got a wand and she's waving it over some of the benches and the stage components and they compact down to a smaller piece and she picks it up and puts it in a bag. So she's basically shrinking down and collecting the event equipment that had been set up. And she goes, oh, hey, how how you doing? Tall and pointy. T- tall and pointy. Okay. All right. Um, that's a new one. However, um, thank you. Uh, well met. I am doing well. And I see that that is a absolutely terrific use of that magic you're casting there uh makes a uh, cleanup quite easy as I, I take it she goes oh god you ruined it hey who's <laughs> your who's your friend with the horns over there no and is that a is that a dragonborn over there she kind of waggles her fingers at you moyle oh it is actually um let me uh let me introduce you come come meet my meet my friend here oh hello uh what's your name little dearie my name is benadrilla no it's (laughs) (laughs) oh i I don't npcs are named after things on my desk oh no drusilla hi my name's drusilla Drizilla. Well, I am charmed, Drizilla. And I grab her hand and I kiss it. She uh, she cops a feel as you close in to do it. She <laughs> she goes, oh my. Well, uh, my friend here is looking for a little information and I think we could make a, a trade if you know what I mean. I certainly do know what you mean. What, uh, what information are you looking to know? We are looking for... Um... A simpler way of getting into in, or past this wall other than just going through the main gate. If you might have any uh, places where the wall might be thinner or shorter. Or a passage underground, perhaps. <laughs> she goes, no, that's, there's no, there's no weaknesses in the wall's defenses uh, that I certainly would even tell you about if I did know about it. Look, guys, clearly you know that getting into the city is a test. And you've got to figure out how to get your way in. And I mean, there's anything is really up up for grabs as long as you don't kill anybody. That, I will tell you that. As long as you don't you don't kill anybody, it's it's fair game. So I mean, if you think if somebody and she kind of squeezes your bicep a little bit more, if somebody is strong as you were to try and climb the wall, you could climb it. If you could disguise yourself and sneak in and maybe use your your talents of persuasion and uh, maybe a little trade to encourage uh, somebody to sneak you in. Do you know anywhere we may be able to find any of those cool uniforms that you have? Jeez, are, you, are you asking me to take off my clothes, young man? Uh, well, maybe not him, but <laughs> uh, I got an idea or two, Miss uh, Drusilla. You hear the elf just sigh and go, guys, I'm sorry. Look, Drusilla, we've talked about this. This is not appropriate workplace behavior. You cannot try to seduce every random stranger 
that walks up and talks to us. Hey, man, <laughs> mind your own business. The woman's talking. <laughs> hey, you see him just kind of shrug. He goes, eh, it's, you'll find out why. And he kind of walks back off and starts shrinking stuff back down a little bit further away. Uh-oh. How tall is the wall? Uh, 85 feet. 85 feet. And what does Drizelle look like? <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a your standard halfling woman. In fact, let's do this real quick. Let's give Drizilla a quick charisma roll. Oh, I think it's pretty high. Yeah, pretty, pretty average. Average height, average build, average weight. I mean, she's a halfling, so she is tall as your average hobbit. A luxurious blonde hair on her head and her feet. Ooh. Barefoot, as most halflings go. It's kind of hard to tell the build from the, the jumpsuit slash uniform that she's wearing. It's a fairly drab unisex outfit. I, I think we should just try to steal outfits from people. Well, uh... Yes. Is there? I think we should try and get Moyle to see if she'll sneak us inside. I I could just climb the wall. Yeah, I'm going to try to climb the wall. Uh. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful for people who are able-bodied. I mean, we could throw you a rope, man. Like, (laughs) Like, I literally have claws. I can climb. Well, I mean, I don't. I only have a 50-foot rope, dude. (sighs) You're going to try to climb the wall? No, I literally can climb the wall. Oh, you can climb the wall. Yes, I have. I can climb. And how uh, how are you going to get down undetected? Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is was maybe I just leave y'all? I don't know. That would pretty hurt you if you get rubber banded. Like when I ran those two miles, or and then got rubber banded. So you climbing the wall without us? That kind of you're going to come back through the wall the hard way, don't you think? Well, we got to get we had to get miles away from each other for that. I time. mean, eventually. Do you know how many feet are in a mile, Todd? Oh, I know. <laughs> Eventually, he's going... If it's a city the size of Austin... Yes. Uh, where's he, he's going to go cr- over the wall and just sit there and wait for us? Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. I just had a great idea. Okay. okay. Todd gets over the wall, and then we wait here close to the wall for a really long time. Todd, don't go two miles. I want you to go like a mile and three quarters and then we'll go the other quarter mile the opposite direction and get pulled in no there's still a wall between us and we'll smack into the wall so (laughs) it's not it's not like that you get when you guys are yanked back together there is a teleportation element you don't literally like fly through the air and throw anything in between right yeah so it's it's more instantaneous cat guy you should jump over the wall then go your three miles and or whatever (laughs) this and then we'll teleport to you what if he just teleports back to us though then we're back where we were and everybody's still fine i guess that it's worth a shot you guys, you guys could ex- experiment with it before you climbed the wall. Yeah, let's let's just have him run off in the direction for two miles, I guess, and see if we go to him, because I don't think that's going to work that way. You don't want me to run off. You already know that if one person runs away, they get rubber banded back because Todd tried it. Yes. We'd have to have two people go, maybe, at the same time. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I could climb the wall, but if I could... I do have this new feather fall technique, so I would land pretty gently. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Moyle doesn't have to worry about climbing down. Yeah, and die. He can, he can just <laughs> jump off. Fate, give me an arcana check. And this is really more of a physics conservation of energy and mass check. And oof. All right. You do think that there is, with a 10, you do think there is a ratio 
of how many people are traveling in what direction that could affect the teleportation, but you don't know what it is with a 10. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Well, fellows, um, let's say we give this a few test runs and a walk in various directions, or not in various directions, but um, in various groups until we figure out where the uh, the center point of our um, of our link is really located the walk for miles well when you're as fast as i you and i are supposed to be or you said you were faster than i am i am and i did i did the mile in what under nine (laughs) i think i did the mile in under nine so and now i'm even faster so how about me and you run in the direction this it's five of us right right two of us run in a direction and then we'll see if I guess I would really like to see at least three. If three of us run and go get it, go in one direction, if the other two get rubber banded. So the goal here is to have the three get pulled to the two. Yes. Yes. Get three to the two. Okay. So the two of you don't run the full two miles. If that's if if that's if that's our approximate range, go about a mile and a half, and then and we'll go the other, and hopefully we'll get pulled to you. And what about Drusilla? Wait, but should, <laughs> what about Drusilla? Shouldn't the two who can't wait can Todd get over the wall? I don't know if I can get over the wall. I don't have for the for the for the matter of testing right now. That doesn't matter. We can just walk outside the wall and see where we get pulled to. We're just testing numbers and location. Okay, uh, so so me and who might jump the wall? Well, I'm definitely going climb the wall. Okay, so so I'll go with you. So if things were to go. Perfectly, I would like to see Baba, Eldrin, and Moyle go over the wall. Okay, so we'll go as one group. So that means I have to go with Todd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Keep him company. All right, so tell tell me exactly what's happening here. So right now, Baba, Eldrin, Moyle, uh, Fade's telling Baba, Eldrin, and Moyle to go really far one direction, while Fate and Todd are just kind of kind of waited out for a minute, and then once they get, you know, enough time and distance between them that they're going to go the opposite way and try and get themselves pulled to uh, the three. What we're hoping is that after we let Baba Eldrin, Baba Eldrin and Moyle go far away, that they stop. The other two go a little bit and then get pulled back to the three. Okay. Yeah. The plane is open enough. Are you guys doing this on the plane in front of the city or where are you going, you know, hike back up to the ridge and go off into the forest and do this or... Because here's the challenge. You guys are in the plane, no problem doing this. You have clear line of sight with each other and everybody can see us and can see you do it. Now, you also know you've already seen shit come flying over the walls, people teleporting, holes ripped into reality, a lady go tell everybody she's off to kill death and it be cheered on like it's a normal Tuesday. Right. And, you know, giant 85 foot walls with mystic runes. That's not necessarily going to be a like, a, oh, shit, what are those? Guys? In fact, that might actually get you some street cred that if you guys are teleporting around. But I just want to be clear what's happening here. Uh, I, I had no intention of going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We'll just do it right where we are. Okay. What happens is once you guys finally get far enough apart to trigger the, the rubber band effect, the two people get pulled to the location of the three people. Okay. So you guys just jump over. Now that we've got that over, you guys go over and then bring us back. And you can establish that the 
direction and weight of where the teleport point is, is contingent upon how many people are heading which direction. Like the reason why you guys all snapped back to the exact same point the first time is because you all went off in different directions. The reason why Todd snapped back to the waypoint the second time was because four of you were sitting there and he was off running by himself. All right. So cat guy and you guys do you do your thing. Do we have a way to get them over? Cat guy. All right. Okay. Back in PR plane, guys. I don't know how I'm going to climb this thing. We're going to figure it out. You said you don't, you still don't know how to climb it. I mean, I have a rope. I don't know how long it is. How long is my rope? My rope is I have 10. It just says 10. One, one hempen rope. Oh, yeah. I don't know how long it is. You should have, that means you should have 50 feet of rope. Not enough. 50 hemp rope, it says. I thought that meant 50 feet. 50 feet of hemp rope, yes. Yeah, mine doesn't say 50. It says one. I got 50 feet of silk rope. I mean, we, let's tie some ropes together. <laughs> the, sil- the silk rope is for something different, <laughs> Can I borrow someone's rope? Ooh. Yeah, you can borrow my brothel. All right, I'm going to tie the two ropes together, and I'm going to use it to try to throw it up at the... Actually, I'm going to shoot my arrow while attached to the rope uh, over to the, over the wall to try to, to get it to catch on the top. All right, so for shits and giggles, I'm going to, behind the screen, roll a, let's say, survival check to see how good your not tying skills are. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, that's a number. And that is going to influence some stuff when we start to do the climb. All right, so oh, no. are you guys, what are you guys... Are you just going right now and doing it? Are you walk me through what the plan is here? Is there a place that there's no uh, guards where guards can see us? Yeah, from what you can tell, uh, and I mean, you can't really see very well onto the top of the walls. The top of the walls appear to be a little bit crenellated, but you can't see like guards up there. Um, and it is unique in the respect that there aren't like guard towers as you would envision a typical kind of. I was going to ask that. You guys haven't spent a whole lot of time actually looking and inspecting the walls. So we we talked about that there are the four cardinal point gates, but the walls themselves are unlike anything that you've ever seen. They are almost a smooth, marbled concrete. They are seamless. They are one solid piece, uh, except uh, for bands of uh, what appear to be a silvered steel that inscribe various arcane runes uh, in, in large scale across the center. And then there appear to be smaller runes of protection chiseled into the wall. Relatively, for, as far as it being a climbing surface, it looks like it would be a fairly easy climb for, for as, as carved into it is. It appears most of the purpose of the wall is to protect from Godzilla scale threats. And then there is clearly a large amount of mystical protection built into these things. But they don't look like they would be a difficult climb. Um, it, it does look like there's a crenellated top where you could get purchase with a grappling hook, but you can't see if there's any guards up there or not. I, my thing is, this is a, a city with nothing but uh, travelers who, griffins and things like that. Who are they protecting out? Like, do they really need security when you've got people who can bend reality that are actually like heroes of the city? You know how many a- a- assassins the average hero has coming after them at any given moment as, as <laughs> arch villains send minions? Like, like, yeah, there's shit that could potentially be coming in after people. Um, that's kind of one of the uh, attractions to the city is it is uh, kind of viewed as a neutral ground and safe haven. But 
is an army ever going to attack this place? Fuck no. There's, there's no army on the face of the earth that would ever try and invade this place just from the sheer onslaught of mystical bullshit that would hit it in the face. And why don't we tie two ropes together? Eldrin did say that earlier. You go up there first and then you just we just follow behind you on the rope. You take a rope up there because you can climb up there safely. And you can just pretty much tie a rope safely, harness someplace, and then we can just climb up the rope that you, you send. Yeah, that, I'm good with that. I mean, that seems pretty fair. Fate has no intention of climbing a rope. All right, and you guys are doing that right now, or uh, is this what's what time of day is it? It's about four forty-five in the afternoon. Did you say fate has no intentions of climbing a rope? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We should probably wait till nighttime. Yeah, I mean, probably probably a good idea. <laughs> I don't see how nighttime is a better time, but okay, yeah, we could do it. <laughs> nighttime <laughs> is the right time. <laughs> 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 Let's just scale the walls in broad daylight. Okay. Yeah, you don't see anybody else scaling the walls right now. It's not like there's fucking Spider-Man. It's not it's not it's not Marvel New York City. It's close. To me, this doesn't even seem like they're trying to keep us out. They're just like, if you can get in, get in. You've you've shown us that you can get in, then that's fine. That's what it like there does feel to be a little bit of an element of truth to that. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm like I don't think it matters. But yeah, but I mean, if it was that easy, why would it be a thing they're making us do? So I don't know. We'll we'll give it a go. Can I throw maybe like a insight or uh, an arcana check or religion? What are you trying to figure out? There's runes. You can read the runes. <laughs> uh, so is there like a shield around it or like a, something that would prevent us? Give me an arcana check. And Moyle rolls a seven. No, as far as you know, those are just anti-kaiju runes. <laughs> I was actually going to ask if Fate recognizes any of those runes. With a 10 Fate, you can tell that there are protection magics weaved into them, but with a 10, you don't. They're a little bit beyond your comprehension. Odd. If everyone's okay, then we can go. We can wait till nighttime and, and climb, this, uh, climb this wall. Okay. All right. We have literally zero other ideas, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't get any better ideas. <laughs> well, no, there were two separate plans that you guys have abandoned for throwing a rope. There was the Pass Without Trace sneak through after somebody. Moyle legitimately could have cast Charm Person on the guard. <laughs> I did say that, that's true. You guys were very close to Moyle hooking up with a halfling woman to be shrunk down and carried it in her pouch. <laughs> Those, those, any of those had an opportunity to, and there are still other ways you could get in. But, you know, throwing a rope and climbing it is also one of those options. <laughs> so, you guys wait till the cover of nightfall. Are there any other, again, any other spells or any other preparation that you guys want to do for this? Mm, yeah, I don't really have anything. I don't have anything either. I got, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, what, what is, oh, dang it. What is Word of Radiance? It makes you pop like a flashbulb and do damage to everybody around you. Not the ideal spell for the situation. Wait for the cover of night and shine up like a light. (laughs) (laughs) I do have uh, 10 pitons, pitons. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What what do you have? Pitons, pitons, pitan, pitan. Pitan. That's called pitan. (laughs) I'm looking looking at the... What's it? 
Keton. That's what has to be said. No, I know. I just had to get that out of you. I'm sorry. I'm like, what if I say it wrong? It's just the fact you said it 70 times. <laughs> You've got, yes. Do you know what those are? A peg, I looked it up, a peg or a spike driven into a rock or crack to support a climber or a rope. Right. And I've got 10 of them. Okay. So if Baba went, if I gave him my petons and <laughs> he stabbed the rope and then put the rope, put it through the wall it would make our climb a little bit safer okay and how would he stab that into the wall i'm with his hand i guess is he he, how about i'm not sure now i'm I'm figuring typically those are hammered in and and this is a stealth mission or screwed in yes or screwed in you're right well Wait, we've got a guy who's got hammers, but I guess... Yes, you certainly do have ample hammers. And which hammer would you need for this? I don't... Like I said, I don't know why stealth... But I guess stealth is is, is what we're trying to go for. I'll, I'll need somebody else's rope as well. I just love the existential fucking dilemma the rogue is having about using stealth. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> is it? My stealth thing would have been to try to sneak up behind somebody as they were going in. But no, we... We're, we're doing this is where we're going. That ship is sailed. So I, I'm worried about falling to my death is what I'm worried about. Sure. And I'm trying to make this thing as safe as possible. We know that Anthony or not Anthony, we know that Baba can get up this uh, wall. He's not. He doesn't have a problem. We don't know for sure, though. We know that he can try. I literally have a climbing speed. I, I'm a cat. I can climb. <laughs> I'm not worried about you making it to the top. I'm worried about once you get up there, what's going to be up there. That's all I'm worried about. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. I got that. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm fine with it because like I said, our, the person who can heal me if I fall to my death, he does, he can fall like a feather. So he won't die. <laughs> yep. That's right. So. You also know, Moyle, that you can cast Featherfall on other people. But then how would I get down? <laughs> you remember, you get one time for free and then you start charging. So basically, you, the first time you cast it, it's as an ability. And then every other time you cast it after that, we'll use a spell slot. Well, I guess I only need, need to use it once, right? On myself and then once on someone else. I don't want to use up too many spell slots, though, because I don't know what the heck is going to be over the wall. Is it, wait, is it really worth it going over this wall to begin with? Like, yes. Why are we going into the city? We have to get into the city. This is the whole mission to get information on why we're stuck to each other. I mean, I was pretty okay when Drazilla was approaching me. But that felt like a good mission. But you didn't do anything. Stop talking to her. You're you're the one who stopped talking to her. <laughs> Drazilla's packed up and gone. That that ship has literally sailed. <sighs> story of my life this is what we have you can cast that feather on at least two of us we only need two we only need two of us to three of us to go over why can't you use the rope to get down i just don't want the rope snapping i don't want that's that's a lot of weight on these ropes are we not and we're not going to go with uh you know hiding and getting when the the door opens that ship sailed yeah right now there's no one going in it's nighttime Okay. All right. Let's go over the wall. Let's get this over. <laughs> I mean, one person needs to do it first, and, and then the rest of us can climb up the rope. I need somebody else's rope, or else I only have I only have fifty feet. Yeah. Here, take my rope. Yeah, take mine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I take his rope and I climb up the wall. Whoa! whoa, whoa. You gotta run a check. Uh, what was it? Survival check. 
What? No, no, no. I did a behind-the-screen survival check to see how good a job Eldrin did tying the rope. <laughs> that has nothing to do no. with Baba. Baba has cat-like claws and actually has a climbing speed, which means he doesn't even really have to do a check. He can just climb up the wall. It's a fact. And I am assuming he's carrying the rope behind him yeah, to, yeah. to secure when he gets to the top for you guys to have to climb up. Okay. All right. So... Baba, are you trying to sneak up? Are you just going for it? Moyle, did you cast Pass Without Trace? What are, where are we at? I think I should cast Pass Without Trace when I get in on everyone. So I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah. Okay. No, just, I'm just regular right. climbing. Okay. Baba, you skitter on up the wall and climb over the top of the crenellation. And you can see there is about 50 feet in each direction, just kind of wide open expanse and then a crenellation on the the city side. And then like a, a little guard shack, not a tower, but like a little building that's been built on top of this flat wall. And the wall is, is fairly, fairly thick. It's a good, I'm going to say 25 feet wide. So, I mean, these are massive towering construction walls. In fact, you you probably get a feel that there's structures inside the wall like the the little guard shacks that are on top of it don't appear to have any stairs going down to the base so you probably would have to go in there and then go maybe there's a staircase inside that guard shack but you get up and you kind of peek over the top and there's there's nobody there do a perception check for me real quick and that's a 17 you hear coming from one of the guard shacks like the clink of coins being thrown into a pile. And about how far away is that? Let's say there is, what did I say, 25 feet in each direction. So you're kind of in the center between the two. I and mean, there's one 25 feet to the left of you and one 25 feet to the right. The sound came from the one on the left. So I'll tie the two ropes together so that I have 100 feet worth of rope. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought, I thought Eldrin already had done that. Oh, did he? Okay. That's good. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was rolling the survival check behind the screen. If, if you were doing it, I was going to re-roll it. No, I, I, I thought he tied it was, I thought it was a different plan that he was trying it to. Sorry. So yeah, so I'll lower that rope and um, I'll actually hold on to it okay. and wait for them to come up. I'll go next if if Moyle is going to cast that uh, that feather on me. Well, I mean, if I cast on him. He cast, you cast that, he well, cast it as yeah. we're falling, as somebody falls. Okay. Actually, I, I think I think Moyle should go first. He is the heaviest. If he can make it up this rope, the rest of us should be fine. Okay, that that makes sense. Since uh, the more strain on it, I won't put any strain for when you do it. You think so? Okay. All right. So Moyle, you, you want to check the rope, like pull it first, just to make sure it's it's nice and yeah, it can support his weight. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need two athletics checks: one from Baba and one from Moyle. I roll a nat 20. Oof. Moyle Moyle hit a nat 20. Okay, so I roll a 24. That's a nat 20 plus the bonus. 13 for me. Oof. (laughs) It's, you can feel the rope start to slip a little bit as Moyle climbs on. Uh, You start to question whether some of that extra weight was really illusory with that dwarf or if he's really (laughs) been putting on a few pounds maybe when he was in the Feywild. I mean, you don't know how much of that house he ate. But he, you are able to kind of crouch down and plant a foot on each side of the crenellation and steady yourself as he climbs up. But 
So Bob is actually holding the rope that we're climbing on. He didn't like tie it to anything. That's what was said. So that's what I'm going with. That's why he's making an athletics check. Oh, okay. So Moyle is able to scamper up and is now crouched beside Baba up at the top of the wall. I tell Moyle, I put my finger up to my lips as to tell him to be quiet. And I whisper to him that there's someone in those towers over there. When he was climbing up and in that moment where you start to feel your feet kind of shudder and give a little bit and you started to be pulled towards the wall, Baba, you heard like a little bit of a, ooh, come out of the one guardhouse where you heard money get thrown down. And then when you, like, again, like a little bit of another noise when you hear Moyle crest the top and then some more clink of coins being thrown into a pile. I look around for something to tie that on to because that was a little tough. Okay. You can tie it. You can secure the rope around one of the top of the crenellations. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were too big. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, they're big, but it's, it's a hundred feet or, I mean, you got an extra 15 foot of rope or so, or you could use some of Moyle cigar. Yeah. And that was what I, I was definitely worried about giving up the slack. All right, cool. I'll tie it off. Yeah. Now you're good. I guess I'm going to go next oh. since that was the plan originally was the three of us were going to go and then try to rubber band you to us, right? I think we can just all go up now. We can try. Yeah. We can try. I'll go next. It's not a super hard DC climbing up the rope. Even though it is high up, you guys are seasoned adventurers. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll... And it's it's an easy, it's easy to kind of, it's kind of like a climbing wall almost with the, the amount of footholds are available. So it's not like you just have to scale up using upper body strength. It's a fairly easy climb. But if you, if you really shit the bet on the dice roll, <laughs> you shit the bet on the dice roll. So. All right. All right. Let's do this. Eldrin, give me the roll. So here's what's going to happen. We'll let you do the athletics roll and I'm going to do the roll for the rope and we'll see if something bad happens. Cool. All right. 22. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm so worried about this athletic (laughs) roll. All right. Eldrin scampers up the right. In fact, he doesn't use the wall. It is straight all up like archer upper body strength the entire way and kind of like full eye contact with Todd the entire time (laughs) that he's doing it. Like not even looking, (laughs) gliding up like an elf, like fucking Legolas striding by on the snow when all the other assholes were West deep. Like an elder and majestic as shit scales that wall and is up at the top. Uh, Oh man. So, uh, so when I get to the top, uh, is there it's again, it's a 25 foot wide wall with a crenellation again on the city side and then 25 feet in each direction to you along the top of the wall are two what appear to be like little guard shacks. There's mm-hmm. there's a small window that's a little bit higher up, a metal door. They're a metal building with like a tin roof and you guys can hear some noises coming from it. I continue to gesture to people to be quiet. Get up. Uh, so I'm going to go next, but... Todd's going to take one look at that rope and look up and see those three people up on the roof and he darts immediately two miles in the, ne- in the last direction and just runs as fast as he can because there's no way he's taking his chances of climbing that rope. Wait, you're, you're going to run now? Yeah. There's three people over you're there. Gonna get, you're going to get pulled in the general direction, but you're not going to be necessarily up here. I thought I was teleported. Is that... To where the more people are. Well, the, the last experiment you did was a group of three going one direction and a group of two going another. You're now doing an experiment where there's With three people stationary. Yeah. Another person kind of as a, as a quasi midpoint 
And then, so you're not, yeah, they, I can't. You could be in the air. Well, before, like, wait, just, I, I was, oh, yeah, that's the other thing, too. They're, you, they're up. Okay. They're up, these, yeah. <laughs> these rules. Just, so is it. Look, man, it's fucking. Is the teleport only horizontal? Is You know vector math. How are you not thinking this through? Is it a horizontal? Wait, it's, wait it's, tel- it's a teleportation. I was told. I was t- Todd was t- told that if he was if the re- first reason because there was four people there, the for other reason was that we all went in different directions. So that leads Todd to believe three people are there. He goes another direction. He gets teleported to where the more people are. Is that not is that not valid, valid math? Okay, this is why that that's fair. However, we have not had the opportunity to test the verticality of our situation. Let him run. Oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, okay. You know what? Whatever, whatever. Okay, whatever. I see. Let him do it. Yeah. Athletic check. Uh, more will be ready. Be, be, be ready. What are you? Are you climbing? Or are you running? I'm climbing a wall. Oh. Climbing a wall. Fourteen. All right. The range. The range on Moyle spelled at sixty feet. By the way. <laughs> oh yeah, it's too late. I'm climbing the wall now. You should, you yell that you 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 don't yell it because there's people up there. You whisper it to me. Hey, you climbing, Todd? <laughs> whisper it from sixty feet, eighty-five feet, or eighty-five feet away. <laughs> All right, so uh, you have a little bit of a harder time than everybody else did climbing up there, uh, there, Todd. Mm-hmm. But you are able to finally shimmy your way up. And are now up there with the crew. Okay. Okay. So it's literally just me standing? As now you've got the four guys up at the top, you guys can hear, and you all hear it now, there appears to be an exchange between some people at the one guard tower, and then again, that clinking of money, uh, like a large amount of clinking of money being thrown into a pile. Are they betting on us? <laughs> <laughs> it, seems, it appears that they are. Uh, Is everyone up? Um, all right. Let's uh, let's see. Nope. <laughs> nope. Does the, is the mage going to be able to make the climb? <laughs> That's the question. And the mage had no intention of trying this. However, <laughs> yeah, you should have did exactly what I did. What I wanted to do. I mean, now he could probably do that. No, because we still don't know about the verticality of the situation. That's true. I could, like, we could just go forward with my plan and you guys get down on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. and then I'll just get pulled to you. That's a thing we could do. We still don't even know how we're getting down the other side of the wall. We can jump in Featherfall. Yeah. Wait, he can yeah. cast it on all of us? No. He's got how many spell slots? He only needs to cast it on the two of you. He needs no. two. Choose up to five. Yeah. Oh, then, oh, yeah, we're good. Oh, yeah, we're good. Get your butt up here. So, yeah, the four of you jump down on the other side of the wall. As soon as y'all hit the ground, I'll take off running. How are we going to convey that plan to you? What are you talking about? We're 80 up in the air. This was my plan. You are 85 feet. Uh, this was my plan. Huh? <laughs> this was my plan. I know how this goes. Y'all get down. I'll run. <laughs> but how do you know when we're down? It, it doesn't take that long to fall, dude. Well, I don't know how long it takes with feather fall. It's less than gravity. I'm, I'm pretty sure it, y'all will take. <laughs> pretty sure it's gonna take you guys roll the dice longer mm. or shorter to hit the ground than it will be for me to run two miles. Roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a big fate splat. You could make the climb, fate. You never know, man. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? I mean, um. 
death. All right. So here's what will happen. If you fail the check, we will roll a D8 to see how far you got up the rope before your upper body strength gave out. That will be how many tens of feet you will fall. So the, uh, it's 85 feet. You're going to roll a D8 if you fail. So you could potentially fall anywhere from 10 to 80 feet if you fail the check. If you make it 20 feet, you're within Featherfall. Fate rolls a six. Oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all he has to do is make it 20 feet and then Moyle can save him. And if he's on the Yeah, he's safe. <laughs> he's fine. Okay. Oh, I hear dice being rolled. That's a D8. You got a six. That's pretty good. 60 feet. That means he's fell 60 feet. So he got 60 feet. Yeah, oh. that means the boy to fall 60 He's going to fall 60 feet. <laughs> it's only 66 so, damage. Pete gets up, gets up 60 feet. I'm assuming, Moyle, you're casting Featherfall on him. No, I was supposed to f- do it on Todd. Todd's already up here. What? Yeah, but we have to jump down. Todd's up there. Yeah, you still can do that. We can get. We have to get down another way now, or or our wizard's about to die. That, that's your option. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm starting an internal timer on whether or not you guys are casting Featherfall on Faith. Okay, I'll cast it, but uh, no one else but me is going to get it. Okay. I mean, it's what? it's y'all's choice. What? Can wait. What's the wait. what's the duration on Featherfall? One minute. Yeah, how about you just yeah. cast it on all five of us? Just straight up. I don't have enough spell slots to do that. No, you only have to cast it once. No, no. Don't you, one one time you can cast it on all five of us. That would save Jazz and we can still jump off the other side. Yeah. Featherfall says choose up to five falling creatures no. within sixty feet of you. <laughs> ah. Choose up to five falling creatures. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, only one, oh, that's only true. one creature is falling so, right now. <laughs> you guys want to jump right now? I mean, if we jump back down the way we came, that's pretty pointless. Oh All my right. god! Starting the timer back up. All right, you gotta save. You gotta save Jazz first. Just save, save him. Uh, why are you? Why are you discussing this? Save him. You gotta save him, <laughs> and then we'll figure it out after. Well, you gotta save Jazz. How many points is he gonna lose? Six d six. Oh no! You gotta save uh, Jazz. All right. Yeah, All he's right. gonna take too much. Yeah, damage you gotta to save, save him. him. Remember how I just wanted y'all to get down? So I could destroy it. <laughs> yeah, I Remember that? Okay, I cast Moyle cast Featherfall. Right. Okay. Alright, so Fate starts climbing the rope. Nervous wow. at first. And then 10 feet up, starts to feel a little bit confident. 30 feet up. Man, he didn't know what he was afraid about. He's got this. 40 feet up. Oh my god, am I there yet? 50 feet up. Noodle arm. 60 feet up. <laughs> He's just hands kick out and he falls. Moyle pops up and cast feather fall on him. He begins to drift down slowly and you hear a, oh man, come from the guard, guard shack. And what sounds like coins being raked across a table. I hate you guys so much. God. Wait, how many people are up up here? Five? Four. Four out of five. Why did... Oh, my God. What a waste. You saved his (laughs) life. Why is that a waste? Because we could have just... We all could have jumped down anyways. He didn't have to come up. That was the original idea. The original plan. Why did we not stick to the original plan? Y'all get up, you get down, and then I walk until I get pulled back to y'all. That was a perfectly good plan. With no risk of death on my part. You don't know that. So obviously you're going to go again, right? Like you're just gonna... <laughs> No. He's got to go again. He's still got further fall on him. <laughs> you trying for the next minute. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. You still got it on you. I will say you can try again. DC is going to be a little bit higher because you get a little tired each time. So it was a 10 originally. It will go up a little bit. Listen, I'm telling you. I am not doing this again. You have Featherfall on you. Well, you listen, you got you got Featherfall again. Actually, pardon me. Hold on real quick. No, you're not telling them unless, are you guys shouting at each other from the top of the wall? We're mad at gaming. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> Fate clearly knows right. that he survived because right. he's got Featherfall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> oh no! Okay, we may have to figure something out with with him. What? What did you roll on your second athletics check, Faith? How in the hell? I got a three. I got a three. How in the hell? <laughs> just get down. Just, just get, just get down on your side. <laughs> <laughs> roll the D eight for how high? I hate all of you so much right now. <laughs> Why would you be doing this again if it was your idea not to? Because nobody wants oh. to jump down. I need you to jump down for the rest of the plan to go forward. Yeah, why aren't we jumping can, down? At this point in time, at this point in time, can we pick him up? Can we just wrap the rope around him and pull him up? Yes, let's do that. Okay, um, rope to tie around me. His second attempt, he gets up 50 feet, <laughs> slips, drifts down. I will say now at this point, Featherfall has worn off because he's not climbing very fast. <laughs> you guys can come up with, yes, hypothetically, you could get Moyle, uh, get him to tie the rope around his waist, but you guys are going to have to find a way to communicate that to him. I, I, I write down, tie the rope uh, around your waist on a piece of paper. I tie it to an arrow and I shoot it down at him. Not, not, not to be that DM, but do you have a piece of paper in your inventory? Do you have scrolls of any kind or anything in your inventory? Let me see. Let me see what the hell I got. I have. <laughs> Fate's got a bunch of paper, but. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do not. God damn it. You know what? While they're doing that, while, while, while they're doing whatever they're doing, fate is drying, drawing up a note that's <laughs> telling them to jump the fuck down, and he's going to put it on his bow and shoot it up at them. Okay, roll the hit. Oh, you, can, you got that now. You 24. <laughs> <laughs> fate sinks an arrow next to where the rope is tied off, and it's got a note tied to it. <laughs> Oh, now we've got paper. Now we got paper, guys. Let's write on that. Let's cross out his what he said and write, tie the rope to your waist, and then we'll pull you up. Weekly. <laughs> nerd boy. So put it, make sure you put nerd boy in caps. <laughs> what are we going to write in, though? Does anyone have a pen? You're going to pee on it and then. I've got oh Jesus Christ! I will, I will say Moyle probably has some charcoal or something in his priest kit. Okay. You know so what? I, I'm not. I'm not waiting. Fate is already walking away. Jump down! Oh, <laughs> we're not jumping down. <laughs> I am walking away. I am not looking back at y'all. I am walking off. You, you hear? You hear a oh from the guard shack. Oh my God! What are you doing? It's gonna take him a year to get far enough away. Of let's course, just, he's got let's... his athletic check shows us that he runs a mile in thirty minutes. Obviously, it's all that, it's all that McCall's. 
<laughs> it's going to take us to, to morning before you walk the two miles. Listen, jump down and the, all of you start walking the other way. The, my, the distance gets covered faster. I didn't hear anything. Did we can't hear you. <laughs> we can't hear you. We're all up here. You're down there. So y- this is taking forever. Like we could just finish this by by jumping down the other side, but Moyle has to agree to cast the damn spell when we jump. because yes, otherwise it's die. not gonna go <laughs> with that. Why did I? Well, I'll cast it on myself, but screw y'all. Why would you just do it on yourself? Why was I just doing it on that guy when that was never the plan to begin with? You, because I'm wasting spells here. Because no, no, we listen. We we tried not to waste the spell with the athletic check, but we wind up wasting it. So it was a it was a calculated risk. It wasn't a waste. It saved someone's life. What I'm just saying. It was That's never why. a calculated risk. Yes. Out with an athletic. Everyone had took an athletics check. I don't know what you're talking about. The whole idea was four of us would jump over, and one of us would be zapped over with this interdimensional. First, it was actually first of all, it was three of us. So, but when I yeah. made the jump, it was only four. So if he would have made the, the the go up, you wouldn't even never had to even do it. We still, well, at least at that time, we still would have to use featherfall, anyways. Why? Because everyone's going to jump off the the wall. There's got to be a way down the stairs once we're up here. Okay, Do we great. have to jump off the side? So who can... The stairs? You're going to take the stairs down, Todd? Uh, listen. That's what you just said. You don't see any stairs, Todd. You see the two guard... They still walk. Yeah. So here's the thing. Fate, once Fate gets a good... 300 or 400 feet away from the wall where it looks like he's given up. <laughs> the, the door to the guard shack that you guys hear heard all the noise from and pops open and two guards walk out and go, hey, all right, guys, good job. And they clap. You go, too bad about the little guy giving up. Uh, they hand you each an ale and toast you and go, welcome to the city of adventurers. Uh, that's what adventurers fucking do. They adventure. They do stupid shit. <laughs> that other guy probably needs to do a few more push-ups. So am I right? Slap hands. Wait, how did they get up there? He goes, the stairs are in the guard shack. You guys, welcome to the city. Go on down. Have yourself a good time. Be sure to stop by the city center and get your pass cards. So you don't have to dick with this shit. We just like fucking with the new guys. I'll be honest with you. When you've traveled across multiple dimensions and like fucking slayed a beholder for lunch, shit gets pretty boring. So the whole test to get into the city thing came up for for us. And it's just, it's a kick in the pants. We got a scrying portal set up in the guard shacks. We watch you guys do it. Like another 200 feet down the other way, there's some kids who tried Spider-Man or spider climbing up. It's, it's great. This is like this time of year is some of my favorite time of year. <laughs> Take my drink and I go down the stairs. Well, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> so, approximately the amount of time it would take for you guys to get two miles apart, you hear a tongue and fate <laughs> comes tumbling back through reality a couple of feet away from you. And you guys are kind of standing on the main. I mean, at this point, you guys have walked down the stairs, out through the city, would exit into a perimeter boulevard, which appears to run the circuit of the interior wall. It's very easy to find your way to the main thoroughfare that the large gate goes through. As you walk by, you see the guard who busted your balls earlier, look at you and give you finger crossbows. <laughs> and he gives you some of those as you walk by. And he goes, hey, you guys made it. I'm, Good job, fellas. I knew you had it in you. Huh? And you guys are clearly on 
not not like a red light district, but clearly this is kind of a more of a recreational run. It's mostly taverns of different shapes and size. You can see that this main thoroughfare runs down to an inner inner circular wall that appears to separate out the portion of the city that you're in from an inner inner district. The city, you know, when you're up at the top of the wall, you could see that the city seemed to be portioned off into about eight different sections. And the sections very much seem to be just, you know, looking down in the city from a bird's eye view, very much aligned with different adventuring professions. Like there is one section of the city that is almost all towers that are clearly mage towers. There's one section of the city that looks like it's all CrossFit gyms. And that's, you know, that's where the fighters hang out. And so it is actually sectioned up by different class to where the different adventuring guilds and different class guilds have set off and kind of portioned off a section of the city for themselves. But you got this main section, this arterial thoroughfares by, by the gates tend to be a little bit more oriented towards inns and taverns. And in fact, as fate pops in, you guys are all kind of standing outside a rather inviting looking tavern that maybe ironically has Todd's place written on the sign out front. And then there's the spring fate falls back through reality. You see a couple people go "Eh," and nod and just keep on walking down the road. I just want it to be known that when fate shows back up, he is saying all of the worst elven curse words. We don't care. We have, we are drinking ale and we don't listen to the weakling to, uh, uh, fate. (laughs) All you had to do was climb a rope. We all climbed the rope. All you had to do was go down the stairs. That, that was next. <laughs> How did you know we went down the stairs? Maybe we, maybe we jumped down. Yeah, you have no clue what we did. You don't even know. No, we had to fight through waves and waves of, of enemies. I mean, oof, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> you wouldn't have been. Be glad that you didn't make it up there. You wouldn't have been able to handle what we handled. It, it was tough, but we, we're adventurous, sir. That's what we do. Side check. <laughs> when you guys pop back, when fate pops back in, you guys are actually sitting around like an outdoor table at Todd's <laughs> place. Like there's appetizers sitting on the table, like a couple of like two or three beers in, and fate pops in. He's got like he's been wandering through brush. He's got twigs and sticks sitting out of his like, oh yeah, no, we just got done fighting these 30 guys, man. It was it was horrible. A waitress walks up with your basket of onion rings and then drops it off and walks away. I hear the top is here, great. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are full of shit. Oh, man. And I'll remember. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. It, oh. it, it, was, it was pretty funny watching you fall <laughs> twice. <as> twice. Well. <laughs> twice. <laughs> this, this does appear to be the kind of place that would be not only have a, a great small plates menu, but be a decent first stop for travelers looking to get a lay of the land of the city or ask for advice on where they could find information about a mystical affliction. So you guys walk through the kind of double swinging front doors into a large, warm, uh, and incredibly inviting tavern. Heavily honeyed and polished oak covers the floor, walls, and bars. It's a large open area with a multitude of tables kind of scattered about. On the left-hand side, a long bar runs the entire length with a giant mirror behind it and rows of liquor bottles at the far end of the at the at the far end of the end two different staircases spiral up to a second tier story where there appear to be private rooms there's a number of booths that line the east wall and you can see 
a smattering uh, of people already in attendance. A older half-elf with graying hair pulled back into a ponytail, lazily polishes glasses behind the bar. A youngish, we'll say late 20s human bard is playing a pretty, a a more contemporary uh, arrangement up on the stage and telling the story of how the god of death, Galatea, caused winter to occur by kidnapping the god of spring and bringing the god of spring back to her realm. There is a, another half-elf sitting in one of the booths across from a dwarf. He looks to be about possibly the most heavily armed half-elf you've ever seen. He's got more sword hilts poking out from the back of his cloak than you would think would be possible to, to carry and, and still sit down. And he seems to be having a heated argument with the dwarf across from him. A halfling sits at another table, lazily munching away at food, a collection of empty beer steins in front of him. You hear a sudden explosion from the back room behind the bar, and a gnome comes out of the back room on fire, runs through the front doors, dunks himself in the horse trough out front to extinguish the fire, and then smolderingly and muttering angrily, wanders back into the back room and slams the door behind him. The, the bartender looks up from you guys and goes, Hey guys, I'm Todd. Can I get you something? Hey, I'm Todd. <laughs> hey, Todd. Give me a perception real quick, Todd. 14. You notice as he, hey, Todd's you, he takes the hand that he's polishing the glass with and slips two fingers kind of on the outside of it to he's throwing you a sign and thieves can't basically looking to see if you recognize that he is also a rogue i mean he totally grocks that that you catch it and gives you the nod he waves you over the bar and he goes so uh you're new in town then i take it uh yes um we are Um, are you looking for work or is there a quest and you see kind of rolls his eyes when he says a quest <laughs> or uh you know we aren't currently initiating new members but i've always got some side work i can throw some people if you're you're interested in in making a little extra money we are here uh looking for information on on an object but oh okay so um you guys are going to need to talk to a sage then. Oof. Um, and he kind of scans the crowd, the, the, the group of you guys. You guys really, and I don't take this the wrong way, you guys aren't really anybody yet. So none of the, uh, none of the wizards are going to have a whole lot of time for you. But I do know a guy. Of course. You know um, a guy. He's a little, he's a little unconventional, um, but he might be just what you need. And he kind of pulls a a pad out from underneath the uh, the bar, and he scribbles down an address for Ognum the Sage, and gives you an address in the the Wizards District, kind of at the edge of it, at the border of the Wizards and Fighters District, for where you can go meet this guy. All right, thanks, Todd. No problem, Todd. Oh my God! <laughs> or should I say, Oh listen, my listen. Todd? Of course, that's the correct way. <laughs> Too many times. That's our Todd. That's where we can stop for the night. <laughs>